Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. Hey, Believers Church, my name's Joe Caminetti. I'm the lead pastor here. Most of you know me, but in case you're visiting, I am so excited that you're with us this weekend. And as you can see, I'm standing in a very special place, very dear to my heart. This is our Boardman campus, and I'm here because I'm making a very special announcement. And before I go any further, I wanna welcome everyone at the Warren campus. I wanna welcome everyone watching online, all the guys at TCI Correctional Facility. We are so excited you're hooked up with us. And again, if you're visiting, you're online, welcome, welcome live. We're so excited that you're with us. And here's the announcement that I'm making this weekend. Our campus pastor who literally pioneered the, the Borman campus, Pastor Graham Cathers, God has led him to go another direction in ministry. And so he is going to be stepping down. And what he's going to be doing is he's going to move to Arizona and he's going to work with young couples and he's going to train them, disciple them and help them launch churches. And he'll be coaching and helping to launch churches everywhere. And I'll tell you the story a little bit, but Pastor Graham will be ministering next weekend. He's going to give us uh, his message next weekend. And then I'm gonna have the privilege, my wife and I, uh, to lay hands on him and Pastor Lori. So he'll give you all those details, but I wanted to come this week, make the announcement. I also wanna say to everybody uh, here at the Boardman campus, guys, that you know, after Pastor Graham shared that with me, I began to pray and our board began to pray, Gina began to pray. And we just said, God, what's our next step here in Boardman? And the person that comes up, I mean, automatic, is uh, Joe Jr. to take the position. I talked to Pastor Graham about it. He said, that would be the choice, you know? So uh, Pastor Joe is gonna become the campus pastor. Now, Pastor Aaron's been uh, the, the worship pastor here, and she's gonna help lead and guide him as they take this campus. And we're really excited about Pastor Graham and where he's going, Pastor Joe and Aaron, what God's gonna be using them to do. So I wanna tell you some stories. Um, about eight and a half years ago, uh, I began to pray and here was my prayer. I said, God, we have a leadership gap at the executive level. We needed like a executive pastor. We have a gap here and I don't see anybody yet ready to take it that's already here. Boardman wasn't launched yet, of course, eight and a half years ago. And I just began to pray and I'd say, God, send us somebody, but they have to wanna be here. Because usually when we were looking for other positions, I'd get to an interview with somebody, we're using these professional companies, and then they'd find out it's Northeast Ohio. And they're like, I don't wanna move there. I don't like the winners or your demographics too small. And then I'm like, ah. That's fine, we'll find somebody. And so I'm praying like, God, I don't want that to happen with this person. And so I, I began to pray about eight and a half years ago, and I don't know, maybe eight years ago or so, I received a call from Pastor Graham, who's also my brother-in-law. He's married to my wife's identical twins. So Lori and Jean are identical twins. And he called me and I was very familiar with his church out in LA. And he, he, said, he said, Joe, he said, God is leading Lori and I to move to Ohio. And, and I said, really? I said, you're gonna step down? You, you just have a, such an awesome church. He goes, we're moving. He goes, I'm not expecting a job. He says, I don't know what I'll do, but I know God wants me there. He said, so I'm gonna pick up a secular job. He said, I might plant a church in Cleveland. He goes, I just know I first have to land there. 
and, and I talked and then I have the phone. I'm like, hey, God, I can't believe it. He's going to be our guy, I'm sure. And obviously he had to want to be here, uh, you know, on staff. But I told the board and he came and everybody was so excited. We had to work the finances out. But finally, eventually, uh, he worked a secular job, but we were able to hire him. And then he helped us at the executive level in Warren. And I sat him down and I said, hey, how about being a campus pastor? He, he prayed about it. He said, yeah. He said, I feel really good about that. And so he's the one that launched this church. And I, I thought he'd be here forever, but he came to talk to me last October uh, 2019. And he just said, Joe, God's stirring me. I know I'm supposed to go. And I don't even know where I'm going to land. But he goes, I just want to give you the heads up. And I really, really, really appreciate that when people give me the heads up. And so his story is so fascinating. He'll share that story with you uh, next weekend and also just give us a message, something from God. So I have a message for all of us today. And again, I know this is bittersweet and, and, and it needs to be because he's so awesome. He's such an incredible guy that you, you, you can't not love him. He's amazing. He's an amazing coach, an amazing pastor. And so I understand, I understand that. But on the other side, it's sweet because we know God's going to use him even at a higher level. He's going to start a bunch of believers, churches all over the area. And they won't be our church, but I'm, you know what I mean. They're going to be life-giving churches like, like this one. So I understand that. So I put together a message, guys. And this message, I titled it God Steps. And it's not just for ministers like Pastor Graham and I and Pastor Joe and Aaron. This is for all of us because all of us are called of God and God wants to move you in the church and he wants to use you. Uh, when, whenever someone steps out, God needs a bunch of people to step up and there's a bunch of you, he wants you to step up right now. Warren Campus, Boardman Campus, guys, he wants us to step up. He wants to use us and there's ways that he leads us, these God steps. So that's what I'm gonna, going to be talking about. So this is for everyone. It's how God wants to uh, move you and direct you in the secular arena. Maybe you own a business. Maybe you need to expand it. Maybe you're going to start one. Maybe you work for someone and you need to move from here to there. Wh whatever it is, or for sure within the church, God has a plan for each and every one of us. So I have a big idea. If you're visiting, uh, my big idea is what I want you to walk out understanding more clearly than ever. And so many of us know this, but again, my heart is, man, I want to take us to the next level. Here it is. God created us to use us where he wants us. And he did. And the first part of this I want to emphasize is the fact God created us. He, he really did. And he created us with a plan to use us, and then he moves us. And it's the most beautiful thing. I've been pastoring for 37 years, and I've watched him do it. I'll share some stories with you as we, as we go forward. But, but here's an incredible scripture. You ready for this? Proverbs 19, 21. Many plans are in a man's mind, but it's the Lord's purpose for him that will stand. And I like that. You can't knock the Lord's purpose down. You can't stop the Lord's purpose and it will always stand. And if we hook up with this purpose, nothing on this planet can stop us from fulfilling God's purpose. And so we have all kinds of plans and I have plans, Pastor Graham has plans, but man, if we hook up with God, he starts to show us his purpose for the moment. And he wants to show you his purpose for your moment. And then when we hook up with the purpose, it's amazing what God will do with our lives. So I came up with three principles 
that will help us understand this big idea. God created us to use us where he wants us. And here's principle number one. It's pretty simple, but it's powerful. God has a plan for you. He does. Profound, simple, amazing if you understand it. And, and I want to tell you a story here. Our first student pastor uh, was my brother Michael, and he was also our outreach pastor. We no longer need an outreach pastor because we do outreach now through connect groups. But Michael was our first student pastor, and he was here about four years. And I was praying one day, and you guys, a couple weeks ago, I shared in the series how God leads us. And, you know, the Holy Spirit, the voice of God inside, he'll exhort us every day. He'll bring scriptures up and exhort. But when it comes to speaking something specific, for me, that's once a year, twice a year, or, or and maybe every other, every two years. But I'm in prayer, minding my own business, and I heard the inner voice, not these ears, but in here. And the Spirit of God said to me, your brother Mike is going to leave because I've called him to be a senior pastor. And I heard that voice and I thought, maybe that was me. And I said, God, are you sure? I like Mike. I need Mike. He's my brother. We've been close. And, and that voice just spoke to me again. He says, no, it's time for him to go. I've called him to be a senior pastor. So I didn't say anything to Michael because I thought, I'm not going to say this. I'm going to wait. A couple weeks later, Mike wants to talk to me and we're sitting in my office. He goes, Joe, he goes, this is hard to say. I don't really want to do it, but God's dealing with me. It's time for me to go. And I smiled and I said, Mike, I know. I said, I picked it up in prayer two weeks ago. And it wasn't because I was spiritual. God wanted Mike to have that comfort, a confirmation. So it was amazing. He started finding churches that were looking for pastors and they'd fly him in, New Mexico, different states. And he'd fly in and he'd preach and then he'd come back and nothing fit, nothing. So we had a pastor slash minister friend that traveled and taught and he calls and he says, Mike, there's this group of people in Canton. They're doing a Bible study, but they want to start a church. They're looking for a pastor. So Mike goes to do the Bible study in a basement and they fall in love with him and Barb and he becomes the pastor of Faith Family Church. Still is to this day. And I was amazed as I watched that. But let me tell you something else that happened. I had this fear because Michael was our student pastor. And I thought, who am I going to replace him with? And so Mike comes to see me, I don't know, a couple of weeks after we talked. He said, by the way, Joe, I have a recommendation for someone to take over for me. And I said, you do? He said, yeah. I said, who is it? He goes, it's this guy. His name's Mark Pagley. He's been helping me. He goes, Joe, he's way more gifted than I am. I said, Mike, come on. He goes, Joe. And so I, I talked with Mark. And, and I, I took Mike's advice, and he was our student pastor for 17 years, and he was amazing. Whenever someone steps out, somebody always steps up, and God always meets our needs. And you might be thinking, oh, no, you know, God wants me to move over here. Am I going to be able to do it? And who's going to do this over here? When, when you step out, God always has someone else to step, step in. So, guys, listen, God has a plan for you. Cool scripture. You ready for a cool scripture? Um, Psalm 139, verse 16. You, God, saw me before I was born. We're going to talk about that in another verse just in a moment. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. I want you to think about that. God knows the beginning all the way in. Every day of your life was recorded in his book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. So before you took your first breath, God planned how he was going to use you. And there is nothing more powerful than to know that God has a plan and a purpose for you. And for us guys that have been around for a while, God does it in phases and Pastor Graham's going into, we could say a third phase and, and, and God's gonna use them now in a bigger, broader way and God's gonna use them to plant churches. 
all over that southern part of our country, all the way over to California. But let's bring this up even further. This is so powerful. But listen to Jeremiah 1.5. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Now, this is personal for Jeremiah, the last part. I appointed you to be a prophet to the nations, my prophet to the nations. Well, we just dot, dot, dot that because he appoints each of us to do different things. I appointed you, you know, to oversee this or to become a connect group leader. I appointed you to come into the band and lead worship or uh, play an instrument. I appointed you to work tech. I appointed you, I appointed you, and, and I appointed you to go this direction with your secular life. I, I, I want this to stay on the screen, guys. Watch this, watch this. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. We're going to come back to the latter part too, but get a hold of this. Mom and dad made your body, and that's it. God made the real you. The real you is your spirit, and you possess a soul. He made those two. So your soul is your will, your mind, and your emotions. So God made the real you. Your spirit, in case you're new in God, your spirit looks just like your body, only in perfect shape and all that. But it looks, if it came out and you could see it, it looks just like you. People would recognize you. And then your soul, your mind, your will, your emotion. God made that part of you, which makes that part supernatural. So he made that. I want you to think about that. He made that part of you. And then he, 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 he looked for the body to put it in. So take someone like me. God could have put me into a body in China. I could have been born in China. He could have placed me into a body in Iran, I would have been Persian, right, by flesh, right? He could have placed me in a body in Europe, but he chose Ohio, right? And, and then he chose my mom and dad. He could have chose somewhere else. He could have chose anywhere in the United States, but he put me there. But he programmed, created, and gifted my spirit before he ever put me in a body. And every now and then I say, God, you know, you could have put me into a body that had a higher metabolism so I could eat anything and I wouldn't have to worry about it. You know, little things like that could have made me a little taller, God, you know what I mean. But, but he did what he did. And, and here's what I want you to see. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart. Every one of us has been set apart. Jeremiah was set apart to be a prophet. You're set apart to do specific things, secular arena, God arena. And, and then I appointed you. That means he called you. He anointed you. So back in the day, I don't do this any longer, but back in the day, I used to counsel. And this is when the church was young, five, first five, six years, and I did all the counseling. And I would get into counseling sessions with people that had zero self-esteem, zero self-worth. Uh, and they would just begin to complain. And I want you to know I have high levels of empathy, so make sure you understand that. And they would just begin to tell me, you don't know what it was like. Uh, you know, my mom and dad did this, and they didn't do that, and they never affirmed me. And I didn't have a dad, or I didn't do, you know, I didn't have this, and life was so tough, and I grew up in these circumstances. And, and I would have to stop them, because I know some things, and I need them to know it. Now, you may, if you counsel, you may not get away with what, what, how I handle this because I could handle it because they knew I loved them and I did it out of my personality. But I would say things like this. I would say, listen, the devil has deceived you. You're totally deceived. People don't usually appreciate that and it would cause them to think, like, what do you mean I'm deceived? You're saying I'm demon-possessed? No, I'm saying the devil's caused you to believe a lie. Well, I'm, what I'm telling you is true. 
It may be true, but it, it can't hold you back. What happened to you then can't hold you back now, and you believed a lie. And then the ones that didn't listen, I'd go one step further. I'm, I'm telling you, I had fun. And, and yet I could do it because they knew I loved them, and it's my personality. I wouldn't recommend counselors to do it if they don't have the, the grace. But then I would say, I would say, you know what? You're the devil's puppet. That always gets people. What do you mean I'm the devil's puppet? And I say, he's got you on his strings and he's just controlling your life. You're, you're like Pinocchio. You're the devil's puppet. And that always brought him to where I wanted him. It just brought him right where I wanted him. And, and they would say, what are you saying? I say, listen, I don't care what past you have. Your life is not dependent on your past. It's dependent on what God wrote in this book and the call of God on your life. And as long as you focus on who you were and what you were and what happened and what didn't happen, what you got and what you didn't get, the devil owns you. He's lied to you. None of that has anything to do, as a matter of fact, with your future. As a matter of fact, I believe God takes the greatest gifts and talents and he puts them into the bodies that are going to you know, sometimes the worst situations. You know why? He gets a lot of glory out of that. Lots of glory out of that. Lots of glory. So let me read this again. It says, I knew, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and I appointed you as a prophet to the nations or whatever he's appointed you to do. That's all that matters. And I want to make sure none of us, none of us allow the enemy to keep us locked on the past because we'll never fulfill our purpose. Now, there's a New Testament verse that, that brings this out. It's so cool. I love it out of the Amplified Bible. Take a look at this, guys. Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship. Now, isn't that what the Bible said already in our two verses? God made you. But, but then guess what? You were born and you were sin-stained, so your spirit was died or was separated from God's sin-stained. So when you accepted Jesus, it placed you in a position to use the gifts God put in you and placed in you from birth. And it says, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew. So when you accepted Jesus, that sin-stained left, God created you in his image, his likeness. But those gifts were there from the day you were born. God wrote in a book before you were born. And you can't really fulfill it till you meet Jesus. So some of you that are listening that don't know Jesus, it's time for you to fulfill what God created you to be. Now listen to how this reads on. That we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand. Remember, wrote it in a book, called you from before you came out of your mama's womb. For Listen, for us, he predestined, he planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. There's just something about being where God wants you. And I've watched that for 37 years in my life. It's just like no matter what challenge, because we're going to be challenged, but no matter what storm, God has something waiting that he knew you would need. And he has things waiting for Graham and Lori. He has things waiting for Pastor Joe and Aaron. He has things waiting for every single one of us listening. And, and if we just get on that path, they're sitting there for us, it's gonna come. The people we need, the money we need, everything we need. Listen, he planned beforehand, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life. And the good life's just simply being in that sweet spot, God's pocket for your life. Living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Whoa. So we do not ever want to allow the enemy to cause us to focus on who we were as kids, what we were born into. Guys, I love you. I'm affirming you. I have empathy. But if you stay focused on that, you will be the devil's puppet. And I don't want you to be the devil's puppet. Guys, God created us to use us 
where he wants us. That's what he did. That's what he did. So that's principle number one. Pastor Graham and, again, Pastor Lori, they, they have some beautiful things on that path because God prepared it ahead of time. All of you have some beautiful things on that path. Here's, here's the second point, uh, principle. Uh, how God gifted you determines how God uses you. In other words, whatever gift he placed in you, that's going to be the way he uses you. And he does it in phases, and he starts us out here and grows us here and then brings us up, and he, he just keeps maneuvering us. Can I share some scripture with you? Romans 12.4. Just as our human bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, we, we're familiar, hands, eyes, nose, ears, heart, so on. So it is with Christ's body. That's the church, all right? International, local. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other, so we work together. And then listen to verse 6. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. You are gifted by God, and what he's created you to do, you can do well. There's some things I can't do well, so there's some things I've never asked to do because I just would mess them up. So they're not asking me to film, they're not asking me to sing, they're not asking me to play an instrument. Do you know that, I don't know, about seven years ago, I took piano lessons for two years because I, I just wanted to learn to play the piano and I never got out of the first book. Two years, I couldn't remember a thing, I had, my hands were awkward. I couldn't do that well, but there's some things I can do well, right? The first time I preached, I did it well. I, I, I've, I've improved, but it was like, oh, I can do this. This is nice. This is fun. And there's things God created you to do that no one else can do but you. You can do them well, and it's the gift inside you. So you have a gift, and that's why you can do what you do, and that's important. I don't do this hardly ever, but I want to do it right now. And, and I want to ask those watching online, those in Warren, those in Borman, I want to ask you to do me a favor. I want you to say this after me. And, and I want you to say it so you hear it coming out of your mouth and your ears. Are you ready? It goes like this. God has gifted me to do certain things that only I can do. Listen to this. Say this now. Uh, he has gifted me to do certain things well. And listen to this. I'm gifted by God. Now we're going to, that was practice. Are you ready? You ready? God has gifted me to do certain things that only I can do. He has gifted me to do certain things well. I am gifted by God. Doesn't that feel good? You need to say that to yourself throughout this week. I really believe God wants to emphasize that to you. You're gifted. You're called. You're set apart. God created us to use us where he wants us. Here's my third point. God is waiting to direct your steps. If you were to ask me, I mean, I've had people ask me over and over. I remember my mom asking me, I preached a message, you know, using some of these scriptures, I don't know, 30 years ago. And my mom came and said, how do I know what God wants me to do? And I said, mama, here's what you do. I said, just help, do anything. And then it's like a guided missile, mama. Once you begin, then God can guide you. But if you don't begin, he can't guide you. And mama got it. And mama began, and then God began to move her and use her, just like he wants to do with all of us. Listen to Psalm 37, verse 23. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. <laughs> For, for just once you see, he wants to direct your steps. I'm going to show you how simple it is in a moment. But the latter part's pretty cool. He delights in every detail of their lives. 
You know, did you know he delights in every detail of your life? Reminds me of when my kids were young. Uh, Gina, you know, stayed home when they were young for a season. And I would be at work and then I'd come home and I'd rough up the boys and cuddle with the girls and, and then we'd put them to bed and then I would say to Gina, say, honey, tell me about the kids. What did they do today? And she would say, well, Joey did this. And I'd say, tell me more, I wanna hear. And then David did this and I'd say, oh, what, what else? David did that? Yeah, yeah. And then Michelle did this. Really? And Deanna did this. Whoa. And, and, and I would just delight, and she would delight to repeat it to me. And that's how God is with your life. Just like we were parents. Now, how about us grandparents, right? We do the same thing, if not even more, with our grandchildren, right? And we want to hear all the details. You mean he said goo goo ga? Well, just last week it was goo goo. He added a ga. He's going to be the smartest kid ever. And, and that's what God's doing with you. He delights in every single detail of your life. Don't allow the enemy to deceive you and make you think God isn't madly in love with you because he is. Guys, God created us to use us where he wants us. And here's the scripture that Pastor Graham used back in October till he saw what he was supposed to do. It's scripture so many of us use all the time in our lives. And it goes like this, Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart do not depend on your own understanding. And I want to just stop there and then we'll read verse six. Guys, here's the picture. Lord, whatever you want, I want. And I'm trusting you that you're going to lead these feet right where you want them. So Graham's being stirred, stirred and Lori, we're supposed to move. But they don't know where at first, so they begin to pray. God, we trust you. We trust you. We give you our life. Show us, show us, show us. And then they do verse six. All of us can do this, guys. Here's verse six. six. Seek his will in all you do. And, and this, listen to this promise. And he will show you which path to take. And, and Pastor Graham will let us know next week. He showed him exactly what to do. And when it started out, he wasn't sure. He just knew I'm supposed to go. That's just how it is in God. And guys, God wants to do that in your secular life. He wants to do it in church life. And, and all it is is you surrendering and saying, God, you own me. And God, you know what? I believe you're the God that directs our steps. And I ask you to direct my steps. And God will do that in every one of our lives. That's why I title this God Steps. Now, I really believe some of you, you, you needed to remind yourself of his desire to show you what he wants you to do and to maneuver you. And for some, you're hearing it for the first time. And for all of us, we're seeing it at a brighter and wider angle. And that's what God wants to do with all of our lives. So I wanna do some praying uh, as we close this service down. So if we could all pray right now, let's bow our heads, close our eyes. First, I wanna pray for Pastor Graham and Lori. And by the way, next week he'll preach and then Pastor Gina and I are gonna lay hands on them. So uh, that's next weekend. But let's just pray in general for them. Lord, first we lift up Pastor Graham and Lori. And, I mean, the, the immediate thing that comes out is thank you, thank you, thank you. They sowed their life into this place. And Lord, thank you for what they've given. Thank you for what they've planted inside of us. And Lord, we pray your blessings upon them as they go forward. And Lord, we thank you that that path is prepared and there's things waiting. We thank you for those things popping up. And we just pray your grace and your blessings upon them, Lord. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. And now, Lord, all of us, 
we open up our hearts. We say thank you for reminding us of how much you love us, what you put in us, and that you literally have a purpose for every one of us. So Lord, we open up our hearts, we say, you own us, we wanna know what your purpose is, and we, we seek your face, and we thank you for directing our paths. And Lord, we realize some of us are right where you want us to be, so there's nothing that's gonna change in others. Man, you've been waiting to show and to maneuver. And Lord, I realize some are, it's time for them to step up, and I thank you for showing them the steps up that they're to take, Lord. And Lord, we thank you for doing what only you can do, being God. And we thank you that not only are you God, you're the God that before we were born, created us, made us, placed us in whoever, whatever body you wanted. And Lord, you planned our life out before we took one breath. Lord, we thank you that we're significant. We thank you that our past has nothing to do or our future has nothing to do with our past. And I ask you to make that real to each and every one of us. And heads are still bowed, eyes are closed, listen. Maybe you're here and we saw that part where uh, we're recreated in Jesus and we can't really fulfill our purpose and take it to where God wants it until we accept Christ as our savior and he recreates us and washes sin away. So listen up right now. I'm not asking you to join our church or religion. I'm not asking you if you grew up in church or if you were water baptized as a baby or an adult. Those are all good things. I'm not asking you if you're a member of a church. Great thing. Here's what I'm asking. Can you remember a day in your life where you made it personal and you personally said, Jesus, I realize I'm a sinner and I need a savior and I accept you as my savior. Can you remember that day? Because if you can't, then God hasn't done the miracle inside of you. And you can be a Christian in your head, but not in your heart. And that's what brings it home. And that's where the sins are washed away. And that's where a relationship begins. So that's the question I'm asking. And if you're listening in Warren, here in Boardman, online, if you're listening and you can't remember a day when you made it real, would you pray with me right now? This is a miracle moment. They're really powerful. I was 19 when this miracle moment happened in my life. My dad was 39. Are you ready? Are you ready? Say this after me. Say, Lord God, I realize I'm sin stained and I need a savior. That's why today I'm looking to Jesus. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God who always existed, who came into a body, felt every pain we've ever felt, showed us God, and then died for our sins. And God raised you from the dead. I believe that, Jesus. I accept you as my savior and make a decision to follow you. Amen. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast. Thank you.